I need to make sure to talk loudly. Yeah, really loudly. <laughs> I'm the furthest away. No, we're gonna sound like I've got those. monsters compared to you. It'll be fine. It will be fine. <laughs> Are you gonna talk with a formal accent? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Hello everyone. Thank Hello. you. Welcome to season two of Heathen. We have new hosts, including myself. <laughs> Just terrible new accents. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Spiritual Conversations for the Godless. I'm Matthew Blake. And I'm Karen Thurston. Welcome to Heathen. Season two. Season two. This is not the first episode of season two. This is not the first episode Don't be of fooled. season two. No. But we're here. We're, this is, this is uh, happening. We're, this is a new series that we're doing. We haven't decided what it's called yet officially, so should we just decide that right now? I'm so entertained by that that I'm literally choking. Um, y- yes? Yeah, let's just, it's, is it backsliding? Backsliding? Ladies and gentlemen, our new series. Backslidering. Backslidering. <laughs> Cleverly titled by your clever friends. Basically, here's the gist, y'all. We, so my new co-host Karen and I talked about wanting to do the things, try the things that we were not allowed to do or try in evangelical land. Mm. Um, The things that are like, you know, wrong in that world, but not like sin, not, not like illegal, not like sin. Right. I'm talking about sin already. (laughs) Yeah. Things that are, things that are going to send you straight to hell. Yes. But but for no discernible reason. (laughs) 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 Not. Not because anyone else cares. Exactly. Um, yeah. I still like slip and smite, personally. Slip and smite. <laughs> the slippery slope stuff. The slippery slope yeah, that's being what this smited. Is. Being yeah. smitten. Like, so smitten. if, you know, it goes dark in the middle of the podcast, it is because <laughs> we've been struck down by lightning and sent directly to the uh, underworld. It would be amazing if this episode just, like, ended in the middle. <laughs> this is when the rapture no will one, happen. No one heard from us We'll be again. like, hello. Hello out there. Oh, God. <laughs> We've left behind. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, how about when we come up with a name, we cleverly edit in. Oh, maybe we can do that. Where we're like, here's what this is called. (laughs) So these episodes are called Slippery Slopes. We'll edit that in right there. Gosh, we're smart. We're so smart. So good. So to help us with this very first backsliding Slippery Slope smote episode, um, (laughs) we've invited back a heathen superstar... From a previous episode, so Micah Turner's in the house. Yay, Micah! Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. I'm glad you're here. So, Micah, you sat down with me for like our Christmas episode, and we talked about. Oh, we talked about a lot of good stuff. Mime. Mime. Your upbringing Uh in in the like Christian arts world. Mm -hmm. We geeked out about theater a little bit. We did. Yeah, that was fun. It was good times. So you're back. Um, and we're doing, we're doing a tarot reading. Yeah. That's what's happening. We are. So here's the level of, <laughs> um, understanding I bring to tarot, uh, readings and tarot cards. 
um, in our text conversation, I asked you if, <laughs> if there was anything that you needed. <laughs> and you were like, oh, just like virgin goat's blood and candles will be good. And for a split second, I panicked about where am I going to find goat's blood. <laughs> well, you said uh, virgin goats are really hard to find. Yeah. And I think I made a comment about how I wish more farms were abstinence only. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. Yeah. yes this is a that clever a, conversation. It's a good little back and it forth. It really yeah. was. Yeah. It's nice. I do like text conversations a lot. They're so succinct. Mm, they're succinct and, and I have just enough time to craft mm-hmm. my response. And you have a record of it that yes. you can show people as Snapshot evidence. Snapshot that, look, post look, it on I'm Instagram. Funny. I'm funny. Yeah. 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 Totally. So we should just switch to text. Is what you're yeah. <laughs> the text cast. The text cast. Well, you start an Instagram that's all text conversations. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, they're mm. flowing. Okay. Um, I know considerably more about tarot because I knew that there are swords involved. That's true. Some of the cards have so, swords on them. There are swords. <laughs> swords. Swords are for sure involved. Wait, what, so where, in what context are swords involved, Karen? <laughs> um, well, some of the people on the cards have them. <laughs> See, I didn't even know there's people on the cards? I think so. Are there depictions of people on these cards? There might be. Oh, interesting. Keep you in suspense as long as I can. <laughs> can we put a qualifier on like our ignorance in the yeah. BT dubs when we are problematic and offensive? Like, <laughs> we're so sorry. And it's just coming from a place of like pure, unadulterated <laughs> ignorance. Absolutely. Like, on these things. Completely sheer, um, just like groping at absolute air. Because there's no bullshit in that. Like, that's literally our cumulative tarot knowledge. It really is. Well, it makes me feel a little bit better because I, to disclaim myself, am not a tarot expert or a professional. It's not something that I charge money for. It's something that I am very interested in. And I've been um, playing around with for the last few years. And I've found to be helpful in some contexts. Mm -hmm. So, if there are any tarot experts listening, um, I don't know if Tar- you can tarot email, lovers. send an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have any corrections you want to <laughs> yeah, write yeah, yeah, in, yeah, like, totally. no, that's great. I think if there is somebody listening who's an expert and you would like to like come sit down with us and correct everything that we yeah. get wrong in the next yeah. little while, like, I'm totally yeah. down for that. Absolutely down for that. So call yeah. us out. Yeah, but, but I think it is. It, I, to me, tarot is kind of subjective, and I like that it can be used for different things and in different mm. contexts. And um, partly because of my Christian background, I'm very hesitant to tell anybody that this is how it has to be. Right. And um, we've done enough of that. Yeah, I've done enough <laughs> of that and I've heard enough of that. And I just like, I'm kind of wanting lots of things to be very gray right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's sort of where I am and how I approach Things like this. I like it. Yeah, I love them. Um, so yeah, just just to you know tuck into what you're saying, we're in case you're brand new to heathen, we're coming <laughs> from like hardcore evangelical backgrounds here. Like that's what this is all about. Hello, so world. It's not unsurprising that we know absolutely nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Um, although 
I mean, maybe there's a case to be made that we could be better citizens of the world and like have, have schooled ourselves a little bit once we became aware of the fact that there's other things out there, but we haven't yet. That's why we're doing it tonight. That's the Yay. intention. That's the intention. Yeah, and I think when you grow up in that context, you really do sort of spend the majority of your life with sort of a passive judgment piece where you're entering into mm. every conversation with mm-hmm. sort of the assumption that you are right that yeah. like you have the truth so absolutely yeah. anything that and I've you're heard, doing them a favor right oh. I'll hear like oh you no, I'm, I'm still your friend like i'm cool yeah. but like how gracious of me yeah <laughs> yeah mm. yeah so that's been new for me as an adult to actually mm. just listen to things genuinely coming from a place of oh this could be true and helpful yeah and i don't already know better than this like that's a big it's a, that's that's sadly a big perspective shift for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, all right. Well, let's, where do we start? Where do we start with tarot, Micah? Um, well. What's, what's like a bird's eye view of it? Just so we can get a very cursory understanding of what we're about to do. Well, um, when I first started getting into tarot, I really wanted it to be more mystical mm. than it has turned out to be for me. Okay, right <laughs> and um, even like looking into the history of it, like I always thought it was that some ancient thing that like wise people from the past, like hundreds of years ago, uh-huh. used. Um, and then when I looked into it, uh, it turns out they were originally like playing cards, like people played games with them. Really? And there was no mystical interpretation at all. Uh, I think they were originally from Egypt and then kind of traveled to Italy around like the 14th century. Wow. And then at the end of the 18th century, um, particularly in America, when people, uh, it was very in vogue to do like, say, it's like the spiritualists. There it was a trend. That's when people started doing seances and um, like lots of wealthy people would have fortune tellers come into their parlor <laughs> like it was yeah. a very stylish gotcha. thing to do which i find that time period really fascinating because it shows that people were reaching for something else something beyond yeah. themselves and that they probably were not finding in church mm. and mm. um but it wasn't really that long ago in history yeah okay you know like a little right. over 100 years ago or so but I love the idea of like <laughs> heathens of yore. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like those are my people a little bit. Yeah, even though they're a little kooky. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was when. So that's like the image of the fortune teller with a turban and big hoop earrings sitting in front of a crystal ball. That's like that era. Yes. Like okay. when when that started to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to the you know the best of my knowledge. Um, and so it was around that time that people started using tarot to uh, like predict things um, and there probably were like a lot of fortune tellers like it was just totally made up like it's just a scam to make mm. money um, but then Carl Jung and other like famous psychologists started to see it as a gateway into the subconscious Really? So it was a twist. Idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so in the same way that um, our dreams can reveal things to us that in our waking life we don't realize are going on is going on. Um, sometimes the cards, the images, and the archetypes 
and the story that the cards tell kind of reveal what's happening inside of us and there it opens unlocks a part of the brain huh so that's what the side of it that i've kind of gotten into and um i i is an Enneagram 9, since I guess everybody knows what that is. We, we talk um, about the Enneagram unabashedly, and, and we've never explained it. I love it. Show. Do an Enneagram we'll episode Let's at do some that. point. That'd yes. be delightful. Can we do each sense. number, and can I like be on the 9? Yes. I have a panel of 9s <laughs> or something. A whole panel of 9s. That's a lot of 9s. <laughs> and we're all like waiting for the other person to talk. It's just like a silent group hug. Like, oh. <laughs> it would be so comfy, and you could just set up cuddling. the room that's like, the most comfortable for each type. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Look at this. Like, we're already generating new ideas. This is a fun tangent. I like it. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I I think part of my nineness, um, is sometimes it's hard for me to know what I'm feeling. Hmm. I tend to gauge my feelings based on the relationships in my life. Yeah. And... Sometimes it takes me a lot. I journal a lot. <laughs> I do like, it takes me a good like 24 to 48 hours. Like if I have a, a conf- conflict or like an important conversation, it takes me a good like two days before I'm like, what does Micah think? Mm. Which is real fun for my relationships because they think, every, I'm like, oh yeah, we had that. We worked They've it out. On. It's done. Yeah. And then um, I'm like, well, actually, I've actually learned to tell, say, in the moment. Like, I don't know what I want to say about my feelings in the moment, but I will tell them, okay, I think that's fine right now, mm. but I just want to warn you, in a couple days, I might come back to you and we might need to talk about it again. Yeah. Huh. So, that's sorry. A, that's great, though, that you like, learned <laughs> about yourself that. and you're able it to... It was a really important thing to figure out. Yeah. Well, similarly, I mean, as an eight, I'm, I'm, I'm different in that I do think, I think I know where I'm at and, uh-huh. and I'll boldly declare uh, that uh-huh. and just put it all out on the table and then I'm good. I'm like your friend yeah. who will walk away thinking that we're done. Yeah. Um, my poor boyfriend experiences this all the time cause he's a four and so he uh-huh. like, is very internal and has, you know, similarly has to process feelings over a period of time. Whereas I, I think I've processed them in the moment and I'm done. But what I've also found to be true about myself is that um, I don't know, I don't know that I, I don't know what I don't know until I talk about mm-hmm. it with somebody else. I'm mm-hmm. such an external processor, mm-hmm. which is part of why a podcast like was so appealing to me. Um, because it's through the process of talking things out, out loud mm-hmm. that I come to new realizations and mm-hmm. discoveries about myself. Um, but I don't, it's, I, I'm, I'm, the difference is that I think I'm good. Like, I think yeah. I'm done. I don't, I don't have that yeah. internal monologue going all the time um, until I ta- do it out loud. And then I'm like, mm. oh, wait. And I, that's happened to me several times on this podcast. In, like, in the moment where somebody has said something, and I'm like, it happened with you, Karen, like in the oh. God is a flash mob <laughs> yeah, episode. I thought you had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 thought, you thought you broke me. I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Are you yeah. okay? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So sometimes it helps me to have tools yeah. to bring out what's already going on inside of my head, but I, I haven't been able to access it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it's I, surfacing things that are there uh-huh, already. It's yeah. not... So I look at it, I, I think a lot. some people who do tarot readings do believe that it's all in the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that there is something outside. Um, I mean, I don't know if there is an outside force. I, there's obviously something, you know, there's something between us. Yeah. Um, but I haven't decided what I think that is yet. Um, but I do know that there's a lot going inside of all of us. And um, I think that there's a way to mindfully pull a card out and, <laughs> and get some meaning out of it. Mm. Um, and there's, I've seen some interesting things happening, happen just on my own. Um, like I, I do tarot readings for myself or sometimes I'll just like pick one card. And there have been times where I shuffle and shuffle and shuffle the deck and I'll pull the same card every single day for a week. <laughs> and I don't know how it, I'm trying not to, it's, mm. but I, I just do. Huh. And, um, so I, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a cool thing. Huh. And to see that, like, so like, I don't know if you guys ever did this in church, but, um, <laughs> well, my... My tradition, we believed in God speaking to us um, mm -hmm. in you know, different ways. And uh, one of the things we would do is to like wait on the Lord and ask for him to give a Bible verse. Mm. And sometimes it wouldn't, not even just a verse, but sometimes we would just like flip the Bible open and... Uh, <laughs> like spinning the globe yeah. and like putting your so finger and so yeah. so and so beget so and so beget and then like Onan. and then you somehow like after after the silence is done then we come back and we talk about it and you know usually you know maybe we're asking God about a specific thing um like when I was a missionary like what country should we go to and or you know things like that yeah. and um there's there was something kind of magical hmm. about how we would come together. Mm -hmm. And there there was a lot of, like, really stretching to find meaning in the verses that we found. <laughs> like, sure. there was a lot of that. But there were some moments where, I mean, I do think that it was our own brains doing that. Like, yeah. uh but it was accessing something that we already wanted or knew. Mm -hmm. And it was in, in a similar way. The Bi we used the Bible as a tool to bring those things up. If that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, I, this has already shifted dramatically for me because I was definitely in like the seance mindset where uh -huh. I was like, she's going to channel the tarot gods <laughs> and the tarot gods are going to explain the future. Like that's the yeah. impression that I had <laughs> because, you know, I know a lot of things. But like now I'm hearing you like... So it feels a little bit like, an, is it Rorschach? Is that the ink? Yeah. Like a little yeah. bit in that where it's like what you see is mm -hmm. kind of what this is pulling out. But then also a little bit of that tapping into this idea that there is some sort of pattern or guidance or supernatural energy happening mm -hmm. that we there's can There's something kind of, happening. Yeah. There's, we just also don't we're, know what We're that doing is. it, but there's also something happening. Mm. Is how I feel about yeah, it. There's a, a mis there's some mystery behind it, I think. Yeah. Already I'm like, well, why the hell have we been avoiding this for so long? I don't know. <laughs> that because, sounds great. Because it's, I mean, I see parallels in everything from fortune cookies, which uh -huh. I never, no one ever, I don't think I ever was told as a Christian that I should not like read my fortune cookie. No, never. Yeah. Um, to like, well, I was told not to do yoga, but you know, I've been going to yoga lately, and sometimes at the beginning of class there will be a stack of cards, and I'm not even sure what these cards are. Oh but yeah, they're like angel cards or something, something like yeah. that. And the mm -hmm. instructor will 
instruct us to pick a card and that will be like yeah. the focus of our practice that day and it's the same thing yeah, yeah it's totally the same thing well, and, and, and i and i've connected with it on a very deep spiritual level before like the, the words on that card yeah. like, or like astrology or, told, or astrology. you know not to read your horoscope because, yeah but i mean not dissimilar in that like you're taking mm-hmm. from that it's generally pretty general and yeah. you're taking from it yeah. what you know you're putting into mm-hmm. it more mm-hmm. or less it's your read Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how, yeah, anything potentially mystical, magical, outside of the confines of um, your, your Jesus worldview is immediately, like, verboten without any kind of, having, having to have any kind of understanding mm-hmm. of what it is. Particularly if you believe in demons. Yeah. Right. When oh. I was mm-hmm. super scared of, still a little scared of demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, like, 20% scared of demons. <laughs> believe, or if you believe that they can inhabit physical objects you're right or if maybe the person who made that item did some kind of a ceremony that summoned something and now it's in that object and you're gonna catch it or something those are really high consequences (laughs) but then at the same time like how strong is your god if that's a threat Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, and the scariest scary movies are always exorcist movies, right? Like, that's the yeah. thing that gets made over and over again about... Mm-hmm. The grudge. Um, yeah. I freaking hated the grudge. That was the worst. That one did freak me. <laughs> that was, I'm not... I like scary movies, oh, but that too. one I was like, oh, God. Yeah. No, I, I kind of forgot about that momentarily, the demon thing, and that's the reason why, because mm-hmm. outside of... Like, it, you can engage with the, the mystical or magical to a degree as long as it's... As long as you're... 110% certain that it's Jesus or giving the, the glory Holy to Spirit God, yeah, and not any mm-hmm. other spiritual force. Because mm-hmm. if it's not Jesus, then it must be Satan, of course. There's no other option, right? Right, yeah. right, right. God, that created so much anxiety for me, too. Like, well, we talked about still, this a little yeah, bit, right. yeah, right? Well, we talked about this too with like being convinced that my own like intuition was not the devil mm-hmm. took me a long time, like that, mm-hmm. um, that whole thing, like. I don't think I've ever felt fully confident in my ability to discern that it was indeed the Holy Spirit communicating to me at any given point. And so, like, yeah, I think that that just messed me up with anxiety for a while, trying to figure out what to do. So let's explain. Um, so I was taught by the person who introduced me to tarot that uh, choosing a deck of cards, there's kind of a little bit of ceremony behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, finding your deck um, is significant. And you, you th- I was told you'll just feel one kind of call to you and mm. take your time and find the right deck that's yours. Wow. And... Um, Another, my best friend, um, after she, I had told her that I was like getting, becoming interested in tarot. And so for Christmas, she got me 
this book, Tarot Plain and Simple, which I recommend. Um, and with a note saying she wanted to buy me a tarot deck, but she wanted me to pick it out. So whenever I found one that I wanted to let her know. Aww. And months and months went by. Um, and then I was in um, Portland with our mutual friend, Tisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just in a little shop, and I found this deck that kind of called to me, and I was like, that's the one. And I didn't know that much about tarot at the time, so I didn't know how special it is. Mm. Um, but it's a made by, it's called the Tarot Collective, mm. and it's made by all these different um, Portland artists. This Those is gorgeous. Beautiful. And the thing that's special about this deck is it's gender inclusive and feminist. <laughs> we love it! It's perfect. And all kinds of other inclusive things, um, which might come up. Um, when we do our reading, but all of the the names of the cards are not traditional. So oh, some, okay. so a lot of so tarot is quite old, and um, a lot of the terms. Can just look through them. Um, Take them. A lot of the you can have them. I do want to be respectful. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, so a traditional deck. Um, it's there's like there's the major arcana and then the minor arcana. And the minor arcana is broken into um, knights, kings, queens, um, and page. But uh, the people who made this deck didn't like the distinct queen. King is the the highest queen, gotcha. then queen, mm. then knight, then page, which is also sometimes princess. Mm. So they took the gender terms out of it. And then just kind of in different ways, uh, there was like a Pope card. They changed that to a drag queen. And <laughs> I mean, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a, a person with a prosthetic limb. Like, uh-huh. you're not kidding. It's you, you really brought, inclusive. You brought us progressive inclusive. I did. Tarot. I love it. <laughs> and I didn't even like, when I got my tarot deck, I didn't even like realize that it was like that. Like, uh-huh. I, I looked at it and I liked it. But I didn't, I didn't know anything about a traditional deck, so I didn't know how extreme it was. These are so, like, you guys can't see them, but they're so beautiful that I'm legitimately emotional about it. Like, I'm having a hard time with this whole concept. Um, they're really beautiful. They're gorgeous. You can look up the Tarot Collective. There you go. Perfect. Or is it the Collective Tarot? The Collective Tarot, okay. a magical collaboration. Mm, out of Portland. Out of Portland. Oh, Portland. And then another t- visit that I made to Portland, I went to the same shop and I found this other deck that is slightly more traditional because I was like, well, I should probably have like a normal deck. Um, but I had also seen this one online and I think she's a Portland artist, oh, wow. but it's much more simple, That's a little um, less going on, Yeah. but really beautiful. And Very pretty. Yeah, I love this too. Man, um, I mean, I remember... There's oh, some swords. there are the swords. <laughs> I knew a thing. You knew a thing. Um, again, similarly, I remember going to family Christian stores and, like, trying to find the Bible I resonated with when I, yeah. when I picked up a new Bible. Completely. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't looking for vibrations or anything, uh-huh. but, I, you know, you definitely, like, tried to get one that... Mm mirrored you're like this is gonna be my buddy i carry exactly. around yeah. for, mm-hmm. and you want to have it for like a lot of years so that you all your highlighted parts yes 
you know, you don't lose one of those. I lost my, you know, and I had a Bible cover, teal, you know, dirty Bible cover. Did it have a handle to carry? Handle, <laughs> had, a, had an outside pencil zipper. Pencil pocket. Pencil yeah. pocket. Oh, inside. the pencil pocket. Yeah. Did it have a place where you could write with your like a notepad or something? Yep. Mm-hmm. Had Good the work. whole thing, and it had all of my notes from you know every sermon yeah. I'd ever like taken notes on, mm-hmm. and I lost it. Ah. I was probably I think I was still in high school. And it was devastating. Mm-hmm. It was truly devastating to lose I that. I wonder what the person who found it thought. I wonder if they, like, mm-hmm. had an experience. <laughs> That's wonder, probably what you prayed like, for yeah, when it right. happened. <laughs> I just pray whoever well, finds my Bible, just like... <laughs> I did pray that when my car was broken into and all my Christian CDs were stolen. <laughs> I definitely they would find I was like, Jesus. well, God, at the very least, <laughs> perhaps they'll listen to, you know, Michael W. Smith and, mm-hmm. and um, find their place in this world. Yes. There's nothing I love more than like young, passive aggressive Christianity <laughs> where you're like mad, but you you're trying to express your anger in a holy way. <laughs> or like, when you're like, I'm, give, well, I'm, I'm giving it to them. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. can have it. I just hope that Jesus moves in your heart to tell you <laughs> how wrong it was to steal from me. And you learn. About, I had um, a Bible that I really loved as an adult. I had, well, I had a Precious Moments Bible and then oh. I had like, I had like the Teen Spirit Bible or whatever the teen oh one God, was. It was like that. rainbow colors and the whole thing. But then I had this Bible called the Quest Bible. Oh, yeah. And it had all of these interesting historical factoids like in mm. the margins. So it would have a little like, you know, number and you go look at the thing and it would be like at this time in history and that mm. I actually I liked it a lot. I found that really interesting. And it was like real stuff. The Teen Bible always had the little like stories like yeah that did not move me as much john when he was 12 got (laughs) mad at his mom (laughs) or something he was having Uh feelings (laughs) (laughs) but honestly i would go and read those parts my parents would be like we should read your bible and i would like just read those parts because they're like little devotionals it's It's not (laughs) something i remember the rebecca st james bible Right, what? like she totally had a Bible. I want a Bible. What was in it? I don't know. I feel like maybe it was like a true. It, was it, it was an NIV? Tru- yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm thinking it was a, a true love waits Bible or something, and oh, it was probably no. just branded with her image or whatever to sell more. I wonder but... how much money she got. I know. Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now to make sure I'm not bullshitting, but um, that's amazing. While I do that, so okay, okay, so we have these gorgeous decks. Yeah, they're beautiful. What? Well, um, who would like to uh, go first? To bear their soul to the world. Or you're looking at me. Does that mean I'm... No, it totally doesn't. I just wanted to check in with you, but I'm I'm happy to go first. You've been here longer. I feel like you should go first. Well, we're going to do the reading with this deck because I'm more familiar with it. (laughs) Okay. So... The the Portland's deck. Yes. Okay, great. Can I just hold these? Yeah, you can look at it and do whatever you want. I just really like how they feel. Um, And this is a little... If you want to look at... Um, so, I'm going to give you the deck. Okay. Put your wine down. So, so, um, just kind of, like, shuffle the deck and maybe, like, think, like, if you have a question you want to know about or, um, 
Sorry, I'm not going to laugh. It's very serious. He's made a very serious face. He did. <laughs> <laughs> You're really doing this. That's it's good. so That's funny. Good. I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I want to take this the, the try stuff seriously. Like, I want to try mm-hmm. these things like, I appreciate in a legitimate that. way. And um, I'm really bad at shuffling, though. It, it, just, like, kind of mix them okay, up. Okay, I can just do that. Yeah. Like, I, don't have I mean, I think they're probably pretty well shuffled anyway. I don't remember when they were last used. But uh, so I'm supposed to be pondering. Yeah, as quest- you questions. as you're holding them and everything, kind of. And then whenever you feel like you're done, uh, just uh, you can put the deck down. Okay. I don't choose a card or anything. I just set it down. We're we're gonna get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So then. I'm just going to spread. Them. I'm actually not very good at this part. Uh, I'm going to spread them out as much as show as many cards as you can. You can help me if you want. Okay. So try to make it so every card is showing. They're like really big cards. They are. <laughs> That's also why they're hard to shuffle. Super large. Like they're not like a normal card deck. No, card they're like size. at least five or six inches. I get it. Why you would want to be able to see everyone? Okay, and then just I want you to mindfully. Do you understand what I mean when I say mindfully? I have an understanding uh-huh. of mindfully. I hope it's what you mean. Probably um, is, but I'll just I'll say it yeah. for the listeners. So yeah, just like look at the deck and kind of feel which card is calling to you. So you're you're thinking about it, but you're also kind of feeling it in your body. And just see if there is uh, one that you want to pull. And you're, we're going to pull three. We're just going to do a three-card spread okay. today. And then just pull them out in front of you. One, two, three. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. I, 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 have, a, I have a wave of, yeah, uh, something <laughs> happening. Do people, um, like, interact with the cards beforehand physically like is, is there any kind of well that's kind of what the you holding them and shuffling that's, them that that's what that was what that you're right you did that i did interact should i have been more clear no 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 i i, I, I just <laughs> so I, yes yes they do yes, yes thank you okay okay i think i'm feeling things just like this just pull it mm-hmm. out a little bit yeah just pull it out and put it in front of you okay Gotcha. Yeah. But we're gonna go this way. Oh, that's One, first. Two, and oh, three. so the yeah. order you choose matters. I'm still over here. I'm still on this side, I think. Mm-hmm. That's two. And three. I was legitimately trying so hard not to impose my psychic will on you. I'm like, don't. Did look, he pick the one you wanted it? No, no, no. I was like, don't, don't have an opinion at all. <laughs> Blank mind. <Yeah. laughs> so there's different, um, lots and lots of different spreads that you can do. There's spreads for the new year. There's spreads that have spreads that have to do with astrological signs. Um, I usually, when I'm doing readings, I'll do five cards. Um, it just takes a long time, a lot mm. longer. But, yeah. um, so 
a three card spread the first card is past the middle card is present and the third card is future oh i just got really yeah so okay. when i do when i do a five card i do past present future and then details and then advice Oh. So that would be like the next element Fascinating. after that. No but today we'll just we'll just start just first start we'll do past, present, future. So we have a three of feathers, which in a traditional deck is the three of swords. Yes. The sun card and the eight of feathers, which would be the eight of swords in a normal deck. Oh my word. Two swords cards the sun i it really stood out to me when i was looking at the deck earlier oh really yeah like oh yeah you connected with it interesting okay so three of feathers is Mm -hmm. past the sun is present Mm -hmm. and an eight of feathers is future and the feathers card do the swords cards a lot of times have to do with communication Hmm. um so since I do not have the cards memorized, I'm just going to look it up. It's a lot of cards. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it would be, a, I mean, there are, there are people, like, professionals well, who sure, just know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, like, a few, few cards that are, like, my favorites that mm. I tend to pull a lot. I'm like, well, yeah, those ones I, I know. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, So the three of feathers is about the intersection between communication and the heart. It is the gut wrench when people who care deeply for each other fear irreconcilable differences and struggle through language to arrive at agreements. You may feel that words fail you, that no language could really communicate something inside of you. Distress, strain, and frustration follow. You may be the person trying to communicate, or perhaps you are on the receiving end of this attempted communication. Dig out the reception card if you want to be open to another's overtures. If you'd prefer to short-circuit communication, pull the two or four of feathers to get to the bottom of why. Maybe you need to indulge in some hermit impulses before you can open it up. So what it so sometimes yeah. A lot of people will pull out specific cards because that's kind of like like a totem, mm-hmm. kind of. Okay. And um, like I will even that's like what it's saying. Like if you feel like you need yeah. this, pull out that card. And so sometimes I will pull out the card that I need, and I'll just like set it up in my room, and, and like have be... that be like up for the week. And I just kind of I'm reminded wow. of the meaning. Um, so sorry. So there was a card to kind of. Disconnect or, or cut off the communication, right? What was it? Her- hermit. Um, the two or four of feathers. And the four was the one. If, if you want. If you, if both of them. If you prefer oh. to short circuit communication, short pull circuit. the two or four of feathers or swords. And does that? Or mean, the four of bones, which is pen- pentacles in the normal deck. Does that mean um, short circuit? We're talking about like kind of. Cut it off. Cut it. Okay. Cutting off communication. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what I want to do. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because that's the past. Yeah. Yeah. Not what you want to do. Now it's the past. Oh. Okay. I was thinking of it in terms of, well, I'm, I, just in terms of this podcast because that's what we're doing uh-huh. right now. But I was thinking like. <laughs> like you pulled the heathen card. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> 
sorry, yeah. sorry. You're reading. Go ahead. You yeah, know exactly that. Well, and the, I well, what struck what stood out to me is the intersection between communication and the heart. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about like mm-hmm. how how we know what we know about ourselves and the gut ki- wrench. For me, it's yeah. it's communicating out loud. It's you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It also, I don't know. I don't know. This is weird. It brought up a, spe- a very specific person to mind. Mm-hmm. As you were reading, mm-hmm. is that normal? Sure. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, my, it's my experience as so normal, uh-huh. right? That's what you're saying. Okay. Interesting. It, it's obviously whatever is inside of you is going to be triggered. Mm. So it might be something that is not on the surface, but something in the image of the card or in the meaning of the card brings it up. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So the sun card. I'm already so emotional about this. <laughs> 19. This is present, the sun card. So the sun card is part of the major arcana. So like the the minor arcana is like the all the numbers, like in a how a normal deck, how there's like four of clubs, mm-hmm. you know, like in a play, in playing cards. Um, but then the major arcana, they're just objects like the sun the priestess the this the that okay Mm, okay so the sun card it's a card of great energy optimism and expansiveness things that were previously unclear are now understood illuminated by the light of day projects are completed hard work is rewarded opportunities for clarity and spiritual satisfaction are abundant Traditionally, this card is of a Gemini or lover's nature, representing the joining of opposites, a fulfilled and happy union often illustrated by two figures of seemingly opposite genders. We're freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) They're both crying. There's so much happening right now. There's so much happening right now. What the hell? Okay, first of all, I'm a Gemini. Um, (laughs) Second of all coming together with someone of an opposite gender for spiritual clarity. What the fuck? That's like literally what is happening right now really? with Heathen. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, like oh, yeah. Karen is brand new to this, to, to what crying. we're doing. Guys, this is going to be hard for me. <laughs> Can we're I... fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's going to be so much more crying on this podcast now. Like, it's going to be all crying. All Heathen, now heathen. with more tears. <laughs> and relentless optimism. <sighs> Holy um, shit. Sorry, one more time. Can yeah. I just, can I hear it Do one it more time? Yeah. The, the whole thing that I just read? Yeah. <laughs> Optimism and expansiveness. Yeah. Things that were previously unclear are now understood, mm-hmm. illuminated by the light of day. Mm-hmm. Projects are completed. Hard work is rewarded. Opportunities for clarity and spiritual satisfaction are abundant. Traditionally, this card is of a Gemini or lover's nature, representing the joining of opposites, a fulfilled and happy union often illustrated by two figures of seemingly opposite genders. Okay. When you draw this card in a reading, think about projects, events, or relationships in your life that have come to their natural end. How will you transform the energy 
acquired from this completion? In what ways are you open to new relationships and experiences? This card can be read as a love and union card while leaving lots of room to apply those concepts to a variety of complex relationships, mm. including the more introspective ones that we have with ourselves. Mm. Regardless, the sun is a very joyful card indicative of success and happiness. Enjoy it and put your energy to good use during this time. <laughs> I love this. And I love that that's present. I love that that's present, yeah. too. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, or thank Tarot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I literally wrote a piece today about work, mm. about um, completing, about doing the work, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and about how there are moments in life that we like to memorialize as, like, the big story-worthy moments but most of life is the work right Mm -hmm. most of it is very small steps toward whatever goal you're working toward or whatever progress you're on like you're hunkered down you're focused on what's in front of you and you're doing that work and that's not always the story worthy it's not the stuff that hollywood makes movies about like they usually condense that to a two-minute montage with like a fight song um in favor of you know the big shiny moments Mm -hmm. um so that I mean that's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I feel all of that as as you were reading. Um, the relationship to self, because yeah. talking about love, love and union in a in a whole array of relationships, including the one with yourself, which is like a huge thing mm-hmm. for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, just kind of like recognizing that that you can can be in relationship with yourself like that was a thing that actually through the liturgist podcast um uh what's her name they have a new co-host hillary something (laughs) sorry uh but she was talking about that on an episode in their last season about how um yeah uh a relationship with yourself can sometimes be like the starting point for mm-hmm. better relationships elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And or, it kind of is, it just is the starting point. Like you have to be able to, to enter into that. And, and she was also speaking to people who felt like they couldn't have relationships with other people for whatever reason. Um, like it might not feel like you're getting, it might not feel the same to, to think about a relationship with yourself um, in comparison to the relationship you want with someone else. But like she was just affirming that that's not a, it's not a substitute. It's not a cheap substitute. It's like a real thing too, you know. Mm-hmm. So all of that, all of that is like rising for me. Cool. Wow. Can you see any connection between the first two cards? <laughs> well, just the cessation of a you know thinking about the the how things ended. Mm. Um, with this person it's kind of been a thing that's um, hmm. like this this person is a huge part of why I'm doing this podcast Mm. Um, and the way our relationship ended was so like wounding and difficult and traumatic it was Mm -hmm. a trauma um and i've worked you know i've worked through so much of so many of the different parts of that the anger and the bitterness and resentment for sure like i've had to like come face to face with those 
Um, but it's just interesting that that person is still there in my consciousness mm-hmm. on a, on a semi regular basis. Like I don't think mm-hmm. about this person every day, but mm-hmm. um, certainly when I'm when I'm doing heathen stuff, yeah. <laughs> and when I'm processing um, my spiritual journey, like this person's like just an inextricable part of it. Mm-hmm. So thinking about the relationship yeah with myself here in the present Uh um yeah i mean i see some threads i don't know how to connect Mm -hmm. them yet i'm not i'm not articulating that well good noticing okay thank you thank you can i I interrupt and ask you to do something yeah can you describe what the cards look like yes so that people like because they can't see them and they're cool so on the three of feathers uh which is my past card there is a person uh, who has three hands, right? Mm-hmm. And one hand is actually writing with a feather quill, drawing another feather. And then one hand is, I mean, I'm reading that as being on the person's heart. I don't know what the red is. Maybe the red's the heart. Yeah, that's how I'm, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's very, like, dark. It's very, like, it looks... Um, like it makes me feel like it makes me think of this person it like feels lonely and alone and isolated and probably has some stuff they're dealing with mm-hmm. so that's the past and then the sun could not be more opposite <laughs> it is like clean lines and bright colors and a person in a onesie <laughs> uh I don't even know what this is. There's like an, an emblem, a logo on the onesie that says UU, and there's I a think lightning bolt. Magnets. Oh, they're magnets. You're right. Like the U-shaped magnet. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And and then a lightning bolt and fin, French for mm. the end. And there's just like bright yellow sun, just standing in it, kind of boldly with this like very striking dramatic hair. This mm-hmm. is it. So it's a man standing there with a red jacket on with like lightning bolts, and you are legitimately wearing a red jacket with like star <laughs> shooting stars on your shirt underneath there. I didn't right even now. notice that. <laughs> Which is, oh, that's wild. So here we are, and it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. Oh my god. Okay. What does the number on the top of the card mean? Um, it's just the order of like the little. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, as far as I know, it's just like a re- reference. So for, for me, I like it. It makes it easier to look up. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's there might be a deeper meaning behind the numbers. Just number nineteen mean there anything? Prob- there to probably you. is. It probably does mean something. If you know what the numbers mean, yes, you can email us. <laughs> Send us an email. <laughs> Let us know. I feel like I read something about that at some point, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> so your so future, future card, and just you know. A little bit of caution with the future card you're not necessarily gonna do this but um, you know sometimes when someone tells you a certain thing is going to happen and it gets in your head yeah. and then it ends up happening because you've been had anxiety around it yeah. or, or something it's so Mac- grain Macbeth of salt hold it loosely mm-hmm. And try to see how you can incorporate into the present. And if it means nothing to you, just let it go. Because they're just cards at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, So yeah. I'll describe this one real, real quickly too. And it's a person who appears to be female, um, bound, very bound, tied up in some ropes, a lot of ropes, and blindfolded. 
and tied to a post of some sort, uh, kind of arched back and looking up, and then there are falling leaves in front of this person. I think they're feathers. Feathers. <laughs> that would make sense because it's <laughs> the eight of there feathers. There might be eight of them. Logically. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah, there are eight. It's the eight of feathers, you guys. Hey. Um, this situation is self-imposed. Even though it appears to be imposed by the will of another, if you draw the eight of feathers, you are probably not taking full accountability. Martyring is so tempting. Instead of feeling connected to your own preferences or asking for things you need, you may be explaining everything in terms of other people's needs. It is very recognizable in relationships, one partner always deferring to the other to decide what time to leave the party or where the couple will live, but marrying is often subtler than that. You may have this role in your own family or at work where you are always the easygoing collective member. If you draw the eight of feathers, it is unlikely that you see yourself as irresponsible. Often it feels most responsible to just look out for everyone else or not bring up uncomfortable concerns or boundaries. Drawing the eight of feathers asks you to recognize your part in your own incapacitation. It does not require that you free yourself Instead, it asks that you recognize your ability to make choices even when you feel compromised. So how do I, how do I read that as a future thing? Well, I, I think it's interesting um, that you're kind of going from some the first card three of feathers which was a little bit darker mm -hmm. to bright joy and you just rejoiced and then back to kind of like okay hold on <laughs> like yeah. there's a shadow side yeah and that's kind of how i would see it is the shadow side of the happy sun card yeah and that's that's what it looks like to me but i don't know if that resonates with you uh, um well, I, I didn't feel, I didn't resonate a, a lot with any of the um, description about, I feel like I'm actually the, quite very much mm -hmm. so the opposite of that. I was thinking that too. Description when right was now. At this, talking at, about going along with things. Yeah. At this point mm -hmm. in my life, like I'm, I'm really, I mean, I have a lot of intentionality about yeah. not being steamrolled not yeah. um you know that kind of thing so but again going back to this person that that the three of feathers initially brought to mind for me that was my entire relationship with that person oh. i was incredibly uh i deferred always mm -hmm. like by default um, yeah it was my standard response and mm -hmm. i did um and it talks about yeah like yeah them deciding yeah yeah so that's just that's an interesting observation for me. I just didn't know mm -hmm. what to do with that in the like as it since it's yeah. sitting there in the future. But I okay, so shadow side. Um, and then also, you don't have to look at it as the future. However, whatever makes the most sense mm -hmm. to you, um, because the purpose of that card could be just to reinforce that no, I'm not like that. Hmm. Which it sounds like what was what was kind of going on in you when you were listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's. I mean, it's interesting. If I had pulled it as the past, it would have. Yeah. I, yeah. 
excuse me, I immediately would have recognized that as um, where I was in that relationship. Um, today, I, I had uh, a counseling appointment today with my therapist, and it was the, it was this. It was the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, it was kind of a celebratory appointment because everything is like just really, it's intense right now. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot going on and I do feel very exhausted and tired because I'm, I'm trying to accomplish so much, but it was, it's all like the best stuff for me right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. really, it was just a really positive like thing. But two weeks ago, it was probably my worst counseling appointment that I've ever had mm-hmm. with this therapist. Cause it, and I was just in a super like down dark place. Like I feel, I felt like this person with, their hand on their heart (laughs) um writing drawing a feather (laughs) Mm. um so i mean yeah there's so much there's so much in all of this that's like all over my life right now it's Mm. really wild (laughs) really wild actually can you take a picture of it? Yeah, can I do that? Yeah. I was going to ask. I didn't know if that would be disrespectful. Yeah, no, I, already, I, I recommend it. I'm already like, we're going to go have to go out and buy decks of tarot cards <laughs> right? like, tomorrow. Oh and then maybe gosh. after we're done, I, we we can take a picture. Of, we can look it up for you and you can take okay, a picture. Okay, that'd be beautiful. All oh, right. Man. Thank you, Micah. You're welcome. Wow. So, Are you ready? I already love this. But can we take like a three-minute bathroom slash yes, more break? <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we need to reset. We'll do a nice little I'm not touching this yet. outro with some music <laughs> right here. better shuffle of that deck than I've My ever mother would be really proud of me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even shuffle a normal deck. They just kind of mm-hmm. fall in two halves. Like. So think about something you might want to know about or set, set an intention. Okay, I feel good about that. Are you ready? Now let's spread them out. You can help me. Logistical problems. And whenever you feel ready, feel that go ahead and draw your three cards. taking me a long time to figure out how to connect with my body on any level so mm. I feel differently right now for you than I did when I was pulling like but mm. I feel like I feel something very don't influence me psychically I'm not I'm totally not influencing <laughs> you psychically I'm just like mm. It's like a ceremony. Yeah, I'm acknowledging yeah, that like something profound ritual. is happening. It's heavy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Alright, I keep coming back here. Okay. Alright. 
others. The pool. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm actually gonna. Oh, you want them that way? Okay. Well, I, I just want to notice they're all upside, upside down. down. Hmm. Uh, so there is a school of thought in tarot. If you draw the card upside down, it means has a different meaning. Okay. Um, I just think it's different. Interesting. They're all upside down. Like in this <laughs> book, it actually will give like a different meaning. I don't. I but I I look at it as something just like to pull your attention okay. to it um, at the very least. Um, but. Any, but we can turn them around so you can look at them. Mm. I just like, wanted want to, want to acknowledge they were all upside Interesting. down. So all what it, what would that normally like? Well, sometimes it can mean the opposite. Like in this book, for example, it'll give the descriptions. So upright. Mm. And then it'll give like a whole description of what it is upright. And then it'll give another. Where is it? If it's reversed. Oh, reverse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And then I'll give another interpretation of huh. the reverse one. Which is usually kind of the opposite. Yeah. Interesting. I'm usually kind of negative, and I usually like to stick with the more positive stuff. Okay. So, but if I hate everything that you say, then <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, if you're oh, like, well, that's not right, if that's like totally all upside we'll, down. Then, then we'll look at it, we'll look at the reverse side. So, nine of feathers, and feathers again um, often has to do with communication. Uh, and I think it's significant that you both got, you got. Matthew got two feathers cards, and you got one, mm-hmm. which is also swords. Um, because I know it doesn't seem that weird that you both call pulled cards from the same suit, but if you notice, there's a lot of cards. A yeah, lot. there are a lot. And of them. so the odds, you know, are not that great okay. that you would pull from the same suit. So that's interesting. And then two cards from the major arcana: the Fool and the Moon. So let's read what the nine of feathers is. Okay. So that's your past Should card. I hear it? Do you want to describe it? Yeah. So it's um, also kind of dark. I'm starting to suspect that all of the feathers cards are kind they of are. dark. <laughs> um, and this is a bird, uh, like a raven, kind of a bird in a cage. And he is kind of... Um, perched up on the side of the cage, plucking feathers out, and the whole side of his body is bare from feathers, and the, I'm assuming, nine feathers that are puddled on the floor of the cage. Mm. So this should be fun. (laughs) This is a card for cruelty toward the self. This self-harm is not about healing or about feeling. It is inward-turned-hostility. The ways people may harm themselves out of mechanized habit, the ways that oppressed people internalize oppression and work it out in their own bodies. The Nine of Feathers card anticipates the tragedy of the Ten, but in ways the Nine is more tragic because no external trauma occurs. This card is related to eating disorders, addiction, coping mechanisms from traumas that don't serve you anymore but are still in use out of habit, body hate, and policing one's own gender. Drawing this card suggests you are going way too hard on yourself. If you are obsessing on something you've done wrong or blaming yourself for a tough situation at hand, this card suggests that you have gone too far. There is only so much you can learn from your mistakes before you have to cut your losses and move on. 
Write down your regrets and burn them. Clip your fingernails, exfoliate your skin, throw out all the scrap paper and junk you've collected or give yourself a haircut. Symbolically ridding yourself of things you don't need that are no longer serving you may help to do it may help to do this on an interior level. If this scene looks familiar to you, to your everyday, take action to get well. The stress of self-hatred has an addictive allure and it can be uncannily easy to follow into a self-sabotaging cycle. Well, so that's my heathen card. <laughs> that's intense. Yeah, that's a lot. But at the same time, like, that feels like a lot of intensity. But all I hear when you're reading that is just shame. Mm-hmm. Like, that just yeah. is the shame message. And that, you know, I've said so many times in the season of my life that I'm in now that this is the first time that I'm showing up as myself for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that shame and the way that I will like this bird (laughs) is pulling out feathers and like I feel like that's what I I have a tendency to um or have always had a tendency to kind of spiral on Mm -hmm. you know the all those shame stories that I think we grew up with um you know unintentionally I don't think anyone meant to put those on us but um like, that's always been the, like, it's that learning to trust my gut thing. Like, it comes mm-hmm. back to that same thing again, is that whole belief that, like, my, my soul is innately bad mm-hmm. or sinful or unlovable and that desire of my Enneagram type is all about, you know, this needing to project a perfect image in order to be loved. So mm-hmm. that self-criticism is for sure real. Um, so there's mm-hmm. not, like, a specific thing that comes up so much for me as much as I'm like yes that is pretty representative of mm-hmm. the massive trouble with most of my life is mm-hmm. trying to kill an interior part of me that I think is bad mm-hmm. um, so I feel for this little bird yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad I'm like, oh, bird. I find it fascinating that as you were pulling that card you said um, I have trouble connecting with my body. As the bird is pulling, when I was literally pulling it, I parts of, of itself apart. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, mm-hmm. yeah. Even now, like, I'm, I, I'm still learning at this moment in my life to connect to myself as much as I connect to other people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm less emotional about this than I was about yours. It's much easier for me to, like, be and I'm super... And I'm way more emotional about this than I was about mine. I'm, like, crying over yours, and I'm like, oh, yes, this logically makes perfect sense for my life. I can see where that came from. But I do, I do tend to just, um, like, it's work for me. It's work for me to show up as my, my whole self. Um, so I don't know, but like, I think the compassion that I have for this bird right now is really mm-hmm. indicative of the growth pattern in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I want to tell that bird how much it is loved. Mm-hmm. That might be something to carry with you. Yeah. Compassion wise. Yeah. yeah. Compassion for self. Mm-hmm. That's the work. Mm-hmm. This is intimate. Hello. Yeah. Welcome, to, welcome to the I podcast. I warned you. 
Sorry? <laughs> it's like it gets a little personal yeah, and they're like it's fine. it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's just the internet no one will ever hear <laughs> well you want to know your present card the yeah fool? i i'm i'm toying with i can't decide to be offended or gleeful about being mm-hmm. the fool but oh. i kind of love her be gleeful about that look yeah, at her she's fantastic and i don't like it's gonna be hard so um, there is a, she's a girl in my mind for sure. Um, and she's hitchhiking. It looks like, uh, she's got a bag that's open and, um, striped knee high socks and boots and a wacky bow on her head and pippy log stocking braids that are sticking out. Um, and again, the contrasting colors between the cards is profound. Um, this is purple and yellow. Purple is my daughter's favorite color. This is purple and yellow and like super bright in comparison to the bird who is, you know, a hot mess of depression. Um, she's She looks like Pippi Longstocking. Like yeah. she's she's got sticky outy braids and freckles. And I like her very much. So let's hear about her. All right. The Fool's Abyss of Manifestation in this card is op- is the open road of the novice hitchhiker. Our hopeful and trusting traveler is perhaps ill-prepared and going solo, but has found some roadside blackberries which, like the fool, thrive despite their circumstances. Well, now I'll cry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> According to some inner triumph of the will. The trip was unplanned, leaving lots of room for improvisation and spontaneity. She didn't pack carefully or even remember her sleeping bag, but she's got an extra pair of underwear and her journal, and she's memorized her calling card number. The fool knows that the best things happen when you loosen up your expectations and open yourself up to chance. Intuition is a voice which speaks louder and more the more carefully you listen. (laughs) What is happening? I'm going to read that sentence again. (laughs) Intuition is a voice which speaks louder the more carefully you listen. Mm. And the fool trusts her heart first Mm. in all matters. Mm. She is our first curious tendril stretched out to the universe, green and new. The hitchhiker is also styled after literary heroine Pippi Longstocking. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate example of strength and in naivete and intuition. Pippi always instigated outrageous good times, and she had a fearless curiosity and playful imagination that came in handy when confronting thieves or sneaking up on pirates. She had to defend herself against authority figures and bullies in her small town, and though she wasn't formally schooled, she could deflect criticism with clever arguments. The Aleph in the card is the Kabbalist symbol for the fool. The Hebrew A, the first breath. In looking at the cards from the Major Arcana, it is sometimes helpful to see them as symbolizing the arc of the life's journey, with the fool at the beginning and the fulfillment of the world at the end. So the fool card is zero, and then the world card is the last Major Arcana card. I mean, we don't have to talk about that. Like, I feel like everybody <laughs> said it already. It. Right. <laughs> like, like, well, yeah. y'all have caught up now. Here we are. Um, shit. That was, that was gorgeous. That was <laughs> s- s- not okay. 
Also, I have the Pippi Longstocking theme Pippi song in my head. Coming into your world. <laughs> She's a red haired freckled girl. You gotta know. Just a girl and a half I was ready to modulate. Y'all didn't come with me. Um, there's, I, there's so much in that. Like, I mean, a lot of it is really self-explanatory, but like the specificity of that. I mean, I know that like somebody out there is calling bullshit on me right now. Like, it's very general. I'm like, fine, whatever. But still, Actually, like, that was pretty specific. That was pretty damn specific. You said more than once the thing about. Trusting your inner voice and uh-huh. your intu- trusting your intuition, being shamed and believing that maybe your intuition was like a demon or something. Did you yeah. say something like that? Mm. Sure did. Like way at the beginning. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah. everything that you just read in that card is... And the card's kind of ugly. like starting out on your journey and how Pippi Longstocking's naivete was her strength. Mm. It was her weapon. Love. Yeah, man. Well, even like the Hebrew like first breath yes. thing. Like I remember being at a conference a couple years ago and they were talking about um what's the word? Ruach, is that the word? Mm-hmm. That's like breath and spirit is yes. the same thing. And that's like I that's been in my head so much uh just in this last year and like this feeling of mm. like taking deep full breaths as myself yeah. and like so like even like, like this silly little breath component yeah. i'm like come <laughs> on um and like pippi longstocking reminds me of fable and like Aww. it's purple and like there's so much fable in that too that that just makes me cry um <laughs> but like i want to tattoo that description that you just read like my, my whole back. I'm really tall. I have a long spine for this reason. Um, God, yeah. I mean, what's there to say about that? Like we've said that already. We've talked about it. Like that just is what it is. And I'm really optimistic about my future card mm-hmm. because it looks wicked cool. Mm-hmm. So it's one of my favorites. I feel oh, real stoked. Really? Okay, so like everything good in the world is on this card. Um, <laughs> this is like a. <laughs> I'm still crying. It's gonna be fine. We're all in this together. <laughs> um, this one is the colors are cool. It's like teal and orangey tertiary mm-hmm. colors, which I like. Um, and you're inside a room, and there's a dog sleeping under a table. Sweet puppers. Sweet puppy. Um, and there is a big old seashell conch. Seashell? Conch? Conch? I have never known. I think it's conch. Conch? Conch shell. The kind that you make a trumpet sound with. That's the sound. Um, it was also kind of turned into that. On Yeah, which, <laughs> okay, so good. It, that's on the table, and there are two candles on the table, and then there's a window behind the table, and there's a wolf outside howling uh, at the moon. And it's on some sand or ground, and then there's a moon. Full moon, half moon. It's a confused moon, but it's a moon in the sky. Yeah, it's like part crescent, part full. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. It's a lot of good things in one card, so let's hear it. All right. The moon card is about the unknown forces that lay outside this physical realm and how we cope despite feeling like we are losing control. 
Allow yourself to be guided like mother and child, fully trusting in her powers. Those who's those very powers that keep you safe at night and carry you into the morning. Powers so deep that they move entire bodies of water. Also, you can float off on your foolish journey, for the moon is fantasy, madness, and poetry, condescending, but she means well. Tough love, <laughs> some would say. This card appears in a reading. When this card appears in a reading, you or someone in your circle could be at the height of of or moving into an intense emotional time where feelings of depression, fear, bewilderment, anxiety, doubt, apprehension, tension, confusion, remorse, or stress reign supreme. Losing touch with reality through altered states, sometimes self-imposed through the use of alcohol and recreational drugs, mania, mood swings, illusions, hallucinations, vivid dreams, nightmares, existential crisis, or insanity are also possible effects of the moon. Goodness. Remember, this is a temporary phase, like all things in life, and will eventually pass. The key here lies in simply trusting and believing in your own primal visionary genius. One could get lost in the arrows of darkness and its mysteries, or use the moonlight to conjure up some magic. Look on the bright side of the moon, feeling lost in the watery depths of emotion can't all be too bad. This so-called madness can very well serve as a time of great creative inspiration and achievement as well as psychic development. Go on, make art, write poetry, play music. Through this process, you will gain much-needed insight. Keywords, Yamaya, Pisces, Tides, Divination, Intuition, Menstruation, Mental Health, Creativity. Intuition again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like these kind of go like this. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Opposite sides of the same thing. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I think that with the moon, I I really love tracking the moon, moon phases. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I love it is because it's, it always comes back around. Hmm. So what they were saying, they listed all these terrifying things. And they said, but... But it's just a face <laughs> because yeah. everything is a cycle so yeah you have the tortured bird and then the happy fool hmm. and then the madness of the moon hmm. yeah I like that like that was a list of terrible things but they're not terrifying terrible things they are things that happen in life and, and denying that they happen that's insanity right. yeah <laughs> Well, and I feel like the moon, too, is always tied to a lot of feminine energy, mm-hmm. um, which is a really big um, movement in my life. Like, I feel like moving mm-hmm. through this, yeah. like, this is definitely, like, that direction is where I feel like mm-hmm. I'm headed um, and into just that. Like, it, there was something about mothering, mother and daughter in mm-hmm. the beginning of that and that, um, like, I feel like this is a season for me. Like, now I'm moving into learning how to let myself be mothered by mm-hmm. anyone, really. Because, like, I often don't even let my own mother mother mm-hmm. me. Um, and uh, to just, like, learn to be cared for by women is a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, my, life, my mother's amazing, like, for the record. That's, yeah. not, <laughs> that's not a my mother <laughs> scarred me thing. It's just a me. I'm, it's my need to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know, a lot of that came up for me, um, too. But also, like, I don't know. Like, I, I hearing all of those things, like, that's not, 
that that wasn't scary for me. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of like it. Like there's part yeah. of me that goes, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. that's that's where we're going, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good. Mm-hmm. Huh. What did it? It said something about uh, your foolish journey as well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. What was that sentence? It was toward the beginning. Hmm. Something foolish journey. Power is so deep they move entire bodies of water. Also, you can float off on your foolish journey. For the moon is fantasy, madness, and poetry. Mm. Condescending, but she means well. No, that I love. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I have that line copied in my journal somewhere. (laughs) That's me in every argument that I've ever had in my life. Condescending, but she means well. well. (laughs) Or like in every relationship, really, in my life. Like that. Like. You know, if Chris ever gets this hardwired for hearts like swells tattoo, I'll get my condescending that she means well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the way that it goes. Wow. I'm really upset that I haven't been doing this. What on earth? My whole right? life. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll use them when I'm by myself and like, just like if I'm at like my wits end. I'll be like, I'm just going to pull a tarot card and just hmm. see if it gives gives me something or gets my heart going yeah. or um, points me in a direction. And I almost always find it to be very encouraging. Wow. And I usually feel more inspired than before I did it. Hmm. So... Do you do it communally often, or is it typically um, something you reserve for friends? For? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of. I, I like this. I like this process of. Well, again, I said it earlier. I love processing things out loud, so it's mm-hmm. nice to do that with other people. And yeah, it's it's just you're, I exactly what you said. It surfaces things that are already there. Obviously, yeah. I don't feel like it's. I don't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel at all like a prediction or uh, mm-hmm. anything like that. It feels like tools. Yeah. Tools. Like you said, tools yeah. to um, access things that I have trouble accessing on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in the swamp of my own mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's a definition that applies to so many things, like most of religion. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, just I don't know like all of this like I feel that way about crystals and I feel that way about mm-hmm. like like I don't know that I necessarily believe that the stone itself is yeah. you know possesses any sort of power yeah um but at the same time like I think that like a responsible way to go through life is to look for tools and metaphors that help you right yeah. and find things that are helpful to you and that's speak to you so for me I love this aesthetically I love it tactily mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the way that it mm-hmm. feels um and it just yeah it feels like a just a beautiful tool and you're still the one doing the work at the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. but it's just another tool mm-hmm. another vehicle for the work um and it's very open-ended mm-hmm I have done readings for some people who want me to just tell them, like, just tell me what it means. Right. <laughs> and I'm, well, well, that's not really what I do. I'm sure that you can find someone that would do that for you. Hmm. Um, because, like, this other tarot book that I have, it does just give, like, lists. Like, this is what it means. This is what you should do now. Uh, oh, yes. And like this. so some people, you know, 
that's what they're into, that's fine. But that's not how I like to use the cards. Yeah, what Enneagram number is that? that one. <laughs> that's a one. Yeah. <laughs> one. Tell me what it is. Some fives. <laughs> yeah, some fives. Um, yeah, five. Yeah, five. Or a five, five would probably just be like, well, it doesn't make sense. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to research that some more. Yeah, into that. Take a nap. Um, I'm looking at this other oh, sheet yeah. now. Um, the other deck of cards that I like quite a bit, but I was trying to see if I could figure out what was what. On oh, here. like to compare the cards. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty similar, really. Mm-hmm. Like this. Yeah, they're the same cards. They just are, have just different names. Different names, right. And images. Hmm. My goodness. Well, I'm awfully glad that we decided to do that. <laughs> Micah, thank you. You're welcome. That was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. It was uh, very illuminating mm. in more ways than one. I'm also very impressed that we all know that we belong to any game, so. <laughs> I think we must be around the same age. Thanks for listening to Heathen. We're here every week. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can find us in the following ways. Follow at Heathen Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at askheathen at gmail.com, especially if you have feedback or ideas for future episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps other people find Heathen. And if you'd like to contribute to this community for people who need a soft place to land as they move away from bad religion, you can support Heathen on Patreon at patreon.com slash heathen podcast well thank you for your support with exclusive bonus content which you know is going to be freaking awesome wherever you find yourself in this space of godless spirituality spiritual godlessness or anywhere in between you're not alone we're glad you're here here's to the heathens